All right, good evening, everyone. Welcome to another live edition of Top Rope Report here on Google Podcast, TalkShoe, Spotify. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia. Joining me every week, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, the Nugster Greg, and Hello. 24-7. Guys, what's happening? Not much. What? Well, Monday Night Raw in the books. Getting yeah. closer to SummerSlam. Getting to be pretty interesting now, so I thought they had some really good matches. We'll talk about them tonight. I have uh, three indie shows to report on tonight that are coming up in the area. So if, if you guys are ready to go, we can get started. Yeah, I think, I think it's uh, round robin-wise, I think uh, Mr. 24-7 is the one that leads us off today. Mr. First Place and everything, Mr. 24-7. Yeah, uh, even the sunshine to the dog's ass some days. Yeah. Uh, he's doing good. He's doing real good. It's all right. I'm coming for I'm you, man. I'm coming. He, he said he said Jess pissed at him because <laughs> he beat her again. <laughs> so close, man. Yeah? I thought she was whooping my ass. Well, you, you did a little better than her over the weekend in two super shows. So, yeah, that, that's where she yeah. got that's where she got hurt because Dom Dom wrestled both both nights and lost, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, on to our regularly scheduled raw talk. Oh, I can't say All that. Right. That's a trademark. Oh, oh no! Got to delete that. Um, it started off with Cody Rhodes coming out to the ring. Um. Demanding Brock Lesnar come out? Did he? Did he not? We don't know yet. Mr. 24-7, what'd you think? All right. Um, I, I feel like Cody coming out to start the show is always a good thing. Like, he always gets everybody up and at him and, you know, ready for the show and ready, you know, pumped up. Like, even after he's done, they're like, cool, let's, you know, excited for the show. So I like when they lead Cody off. Um... And with the Brock thing, I mean, we, we we know we're getting a match, so I'm just curious to see what we get up up to it. And what we got here was a little bit of it, to me it wasn't much. It was good though. It, that's the I don't know how to explain it. It was like a good, not much. You know what I mean? Like um, when he started, when Cody started leaving after he said all, you know, he said a whole bunch of stuff. His mother was there. I think he even cried. I think he even cried. I was like, all right, cool. Um, we get Brock's music. I'm like, all right, I, you know, I want Brock to come out. Let's go. And then he don't. And it's like, oh, okay. And then it happens, I think, again. And then again, I'm like, dude, what's happening? So, and the one thing I didn't like was the first because you know it was a chair shot that you heard right when he, Cody rounded the corner. I think it was a chair shot, and I wanted to see that first one. I wish Brock would have just came around the corner, but whatever. They, they they got into it a little. I think he wore him out pretty good with the chair. And then the freaking arm bar, man. It, that thing's brutal. I mean, that thing's freaking, ugh. I thought it was all good, you know, but uh, I know I said, in the beginning that I wish it was a little more. The beginning I wish there was a little more, I guess. I don't know how to explain it. I gave it a B plus. It was mine. 
The Mr. 247 for you. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like DJ said, we know we're going to get this match at SummerSlam. I just want to see now if there's going to be some kind of stipulation. It's going to be a no holds barred match or a last man standing match or whatever they're going to put to it. But um, yeah. yeah, I thought I thought it was good. I mean, you know, Cody came out, got the crowd going, and then Brock came out, you know, warm out with the chair, gave him that F five right in front of his family, and it was just the thing where. Yeah, you know, they knew he was going to be there because they said he was going to—he was returning last night. So, but I kind of wanted to see, you know, a face-to-face confrontation. But it was all right. I—it I, was pretty good. I, I thought it was good. I gave it a B. Okay. Um, two things. One, I once again, I didn't think about it at first when Cody Rhodes first came out. I'm like, oh god, another Monday Night Raw opened by by Cody Rhodes. But he's from Marietta, Georgia, which is just on the outskirts of, of Atlanta where they were. So he literally is in front of his family and friends. Um, the other thing I'll also say is you can tell that Cody's mom has been around the business as long as she had because Brock Lesnar beating the shit out of her son didn't face her at all. She just stood there like, oh, okay. I mean, good, bad, whatever. Um, you know, the, the Kimura lock and the, the beatdowns. And, you know, I don't think they're ever going to be able to go just face-to-face and talk. No. There's there's too much there now. They're way beyond talking. And, and I, I agree. I was actually listening to a video, um, a snippet from Busted Open today, with Bully Ray and Tommy Dreamer talking. And Bully Ray thinks that the final and all-be-all match will be an I-quit match. Because he said you could very easily have Cody Rhodes go over on Brock, but Brock not, you know, because Brock Lesnar is always going to be Brock Lesnar. He can get beat by Goldberg in seven seconds and then disappear for two months. And when he comes back, the crowd's going to go wild. But he also yeah. said that you can have an I quit match where you're in a position where the referee asks you, do you want to quit? And you say yes or sure or something where you didn't really say I quit. So did you really lose? Yeah. Um, so he said there's definitely ways around it, but that's what he thinks. And I mean, I, mm, eh, I mean, What's what's Cody gonna do to Brock that would make him quit? He doesn't have a Kamora lock. I mean, he doesn't unless he comes up with something. What Cody Cutter after Cody Cutter after Crossroads? Uh, I don't know. But I did like this. There was just enough um, hometown pop, and you know they really showed him love and affection. His promo wasn't too long. The beatdown was okay. It didn't you know, ruin the, the segment at all. Um, I, I'm going to give it a, a B as well. Okay. After that, we then went to the non-title match of Matt Riddle versus Gunther, 
where Giovanni Vinci and Ludwig Kaiser were barred from being ringside. Uh, Mr. Trivi, you're up first. Okay, thank you. Uh, another another good match I enjoyed watching. Uh, this Gunther's getting better and better every time I see him. I can see why he's been IC champion as long as he has been. This guy is just tremendous in the ring. He's a hard hitter. I mean, when I saw him giving Riddle some of those chops, I was like, man, he's going to stop somebody's heart with one of those things one of these days. They're pretty wicked. And I thought Riddle was, I thought Riddle was holding his own there for a little bit. And then, you know, Gunther gave him that kick and picked him up and gave him the slam and gave him the one, two, three, and that was it. And then he started going on about Drew McIntyre, which I'm definitely looking forward to seeing those two guys uh, when it comes time for them to, to wrestle. But I, I thought the match was pretty good. I gave it a B minus. Okay. Um, yeah, and this was definitely, you know, a better match. This was, and, and what I liked about it most is a lot of times when we see these quote-unquote repeat matches, they're, they're very similar. Well, this didn't remind me of anything, um, like their singles match of Money in the Bank. This was totally different. It was like a whole new set of moves and matches. And yeah, there's some of the same things, but Triv, I'll 100% agree with you. Some of those, I mean, even Corey Graves, uh, like he like sounded like he felt it that there was that one that was just so loud. Um, another thing that I found, uh, you know, a little bit, a little bit more liking Corey Graves lately. Um, I don't know if it's just the overall excitement of of having another child come into the world, the first with his wife Carmela. But you know, Riddle when he flips off those flip flops, he always has that CGI thing and. Um, there were rhinos in Corgrave called them chubby unicorns. I just, I'm really starting to like, um, Cody Rhodes a little better and better. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to give this match as entertaining as it was all with the promo at the end. I'm going to give it a B plus. Missed out 24 seven. Yeah, well, this was this match was awesome, um, you know. And I know both of you said it, but I mean, the 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 chops were were unreal. I mean, and we've seen some crazy chops, you know, in a lot of Gunther's matches. I mean, some wild ones. I feel like there was one in here that, like, I don't know if I've seen one like that before. Yeah. I mean, it made me like go like that when it happened. I'm like, holy shit. And Riddle took it, you know, and I know he was hurting, but he, he did great, I think. Riddle did absolutely great here. Um, you know, I thought he might win a few times, and I was like, all right, this is this is a really good match. And you're right. Um, it wasn't the same match that we've seen. And that's what made it, to me, so much more better. Um, so, yeah, great match. I went with the B+. Plus. Okay. After that, we then had a little um, backstage, backstage segment with, um, or wait a minute, no, Judgment Day came up. That's what that's what happened next. Um, to cut a promo about the various feuds, and then they got interrupted by 
sorry, um, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Did you guys grade this at all, or is it just? I graded. I graded the, the Judgment Day promo. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, you know, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn coming out, kind of talking about you know Dominic and you know did you guys come to see Dominic and they all booed louder than they did when he was talking and it was great because even when. Damian Priest was talking, who they usually don't boo that loud, but as soon as he started talking about Dominic, the crowd booed. Um, but it once again, it's that that range that we get with them cheering for Rhea Ripley and then booing for Dominic, and then usually Finn Balor and Damian Priest is a mixture. So I mean, it was an, it was an okay promo. Um, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, adding a little bit to it. And they had their tag team match scheduled for later in the night. And uh, once again, I love it. Sami Zayn gave Kevin Owens permission to say whatever he wanted to say, and that was it. That was a freak out. And he said, you want a tag team title match? You've got a tag team title match. Um, so I liked it. And just because, you know, once again, I'm, I'm just getting to love Kevin Owens more and more. Um, I'm hesitating. I don't want to do it, but I might have to soon do it. It may curse the tag team, but I might get a Kevin Owens shirt. I don't know. I need to get one soon. I haven't got one in a while. Right now, that's the leading, you know, thought. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm going to give this one also a, a nice solid B. Okay. Mr. 24-7. Mr. Um, Mr. Yeah. I, I thought this was good. Um... I mean, the, the whole booing thing with Dom, like, every time he talks, it, it's not getting old. You know, like, I thought, all right, yeah, you know, that's cool, and it'll probably get old. To me, it's not old yet. Like, I love seeing it, you know, because um, no matter where they're at, the fans are brutal with it. They make sure that they're on his ass, and I like it. Um, so, seeing, you know, seeing that was cool. Sammy and K KO, I'm loving KO right now too, so much. You know, just just hearing them say, I get to punch somebody in the face. <laughs> All right, cool, let's do it. That right there, I love it. You know, so I thought all of it was good. Every one of them who who talked, who said something, they all were just I, I was loving it all. I went solid B just like you, Nug. I, I thought it was good. All right, trivia. All right, a couple things I noticed here. Uh, did you guys, was it me or did you guys notice that Rhea Ripley's growing her hair? Yeah. Well, I just think it's because it wasn't, I just think because it wasn't greased back and slicked back like it, like it is, like it has oh, been. She, she looked different. Um, yeah, her hair was yeah, down, I, I it, was it was down promo. over the side, it wasn't back like it normally is. I thought it was a good promo, um, like I said, I love it when they, they interrupt when Dom tries to talk, I think that's funny. Then the thing with Kevin Owens, where, you know, he's going to punch Dom in the face, and then he yells at Damian Priest, well, your, your briefcase means absolutely nothing in this kind of match, and I don't want it, you know, so I thought that was, I thought that was pretty funny as well. I, I enjoyed the whole segment. I thought that it was uh, it was really good, but not having Dom talk every time they every time he gets the microphone, I I just love that. So I gave it a B minus. Okay. We then went to the tag team, well, women's tag team title match 
between the champions, Liv Morgan and Raquel, um, against Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green. And this was immediately after Rhea Ripley got into it with Raquel and injuring Raquel's knee. Um, Mr. 24-7, you're up first. All right. Um, you know, the, the match itself, I, I, you know, I don't have a problem with. I thought it was okay for what it was. I'm just really, like, weirded out about why all this is happening. I mean, Liv and Raquel, they just gave him back to him. We're, we're going to see that, you know, they never lost it, da-da-da. Let's see a big thing. And then, and then this. And then, you know, as soon as she got hurt, as soon as she hurt her knee backstage, I'm like, they're about to lose the titles right now, and this is why. You know, and I'm like, why? You know, even though I think Sonya and Chelsea, as crazy as it sounds, deserve to, I think they deserve it with what they've done recently here. They're starting, you know, they look like a like an okay tag team. So I'm all right with it, but just the whole... The whole thing is just weird to me. I feel like it was a last-minute thing. All right, you know what? Now we got to do this, and, and they pulled they pulled the trigger. I don't know. Um, I gave it a B minus because the match itself was okay. I, I didn't have a problem with it, so I'll go B minus. Okay. Trivia. I um I kind of figured that Sony and Chelsea were going to win the title in this match. Um, I mean they they've been good on the mic aggravating Adam Pierce and I don't know how long they're going to stay champions. I mean, I kind of figured this was going to happen because they want somewhere along the line, they're going to start a singles run with Raquel Rodriguez and Rhea Ripley. So I can, uh, I can see that happening. And, um, but it's just, it was just, I mean, I don't know how good of a, how good of tag team champions are going to be, how long they're going to be champions for, but you know, they, they worked hard and, they got the titles. I thought it was a, I thought it was an okay match. I gave it a C plus. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I think it's obvious that when you look at the Monday Night Raw roster, yeah, I mean, you have Becky to challenge Rhea, but th- it's too soon. That that's got to be the matchup at WrestleMania. So who's going to challenge? Are you going to keep throwing Natalia at Rhea Ripley over and over and over again? No, because they got to stop taking loss points for Natalia in fantasy. So you have to elevate somebody, and you're not really going to elevate Liv. So obviously, by process elimination, it's Raquel. And you can't give her a strong, solid singles run if she's a tag team champion. Um, and, I mean, I'm going to make a comparison with Sonya Deville and Chelsea but what the fuck was that? But it it's an actual step up. I compare them a lot to the Iconics. You have exactly you have Peyton you had Peyton Royce who was more the athletic quote unquote muscle. Sonya Bill's a little bit better than that, and then you had Billy Kay who was a tall, awkward. Only did a few moves, but was the annoying, high-pitched woman type, and that's Chelsea Green. But one specific reason that I'm really taking an, 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 um, a little bit of a liking to them 
is for one reason and one reason only. And it's the way Sam Samantha announces Chelsea Green. What the fuck? Motherfucker. Uh, there's so many these fucking kids playing and slamming shit against my wall. Sorry about that, folks. Um, and that's why I'm starting to like them even more. Just the way she does it. Um, I, I actually like this match all in all. The knee that, that Liv took two different times from Sonya were delivered great. Chelsea doesn't look as awkward in the ring anymore. Um, I actually gave it a B. Okay. And then we went to when I first saw it was like, uh, God, it was a Viking rules match between the Alpha Academy and the Viking Raiders. Mr. Trivia, what'd you think? I I really liked this match. I mean, it was hard hitting. It was um, it was an interesting match because it was false count anywhere. So they, I was waiting for the you know maybe a three count on, on the boat or or whatever. Um, but Greg and I were talking earlier today. And the strength of Chad Gable is just unbelievable. I mean, not only did he did he suplex a three hundred pound guy, but he held him down also. And I mean, that guy is just amazing. And then Otis, you know, Otis is Otis. He's he's the big guy of the group. And then he got involved with um, Valhalla and. Um, Maxine Dupree, she finally got her jacket back, but took a shot through the table. So, you know, I I thought it was a, a, a decent match. I enjoyed watching it. Viking, Viking Raiders finally won, uh, which was good. You know, gave me some points in the draft. But, um... In the fantasy. Into the fantasy Jesus draft, yeah. Crack a motherless goats. And uh, I gave it a B. Okay. Yeah, I, I really, once again, just, I mean, if these matches were normally good, it may have not have gotten as high of a grade for me as it was, but normally matches like this are stupid. You know, like when they had the Miracle on 34th Street match, and it's, you know, tables match, and people getting smacked with cakes and falling over because they get hit by a foam Christmas tree, empty boxes. But this one, I mean, those were, that was wood. Those were cardboard shields. Um, After the match, Chad Gable, after he got slammed in one, was actually like rubbing his eye and looking at his hand. He may have felt like he got busted open or something. Luckily, he didn't. Um you know, Maxine just, you know, being that eye candy with a little bit of athletic ability puts that little wrinkle in. I'm really, really, really liking the Alpha Academy. It's almost a shame that they're kind of a goofy tag team, and that's what it took for them to start to get notoriety. God knows what they're going to do with the Viking Raiders because they're, you know, like the roller coaster elevator up and down, up and down, up and down, can never be consistent doing anything. They're almost like, you know, just enhancement talent that wins every once in a while. But I, I, 
you know, this was definitely a good match, and it was much better than I thought it was going to be. I gave it a B plus. Okay. Mr. 24-7. Um, yeah, you know, it, it really was a little better than I thought it would be, too, because as soon as I see, you know, the what they were, you know, what they built around the ring and stuff, I'm like, oh, God, here we go. And it did remind me of the, that exact match, the Miracle one with them. They had, it, whatever, it, it just reminded me of, of stupid matches. I'm like, but... The fighting was good. The match was good, I thought. You know, I, I was expecting some comedy and some, some dumb stuff, and there wasn't much of it. I feel like what they did was fine. You know, for it being a gimmick match like this, I thought it was fine with what they did with Maxine. Um, and then we got back to fight. They were hurting each other. I've seen a few times where I was like, yep, that, that hurt bad like so they were they were putting down each other and i liked it and yeah viking raiders i feel like they need to win here so yeah good match to me i'll go with solid b okay okay after that we then had um shana baszler come down to the ring for a singles match against nikki cross um, I am first on this one, and I know you don't get an acceptance speech when you get your diploma, but she took more time getting her name announced when she just got her master's degree, walking across the stage, grabbing her diploma, and then walking off stage than this match. It was just stupid, senseless, pointless. I feel bad for Nikki Cross. Um, for her to, to have to play all the way back from the UK to, for, uh, I mean, I can tell you exactly how long it was. I want to say it was like 37 seconds. Um, but I think the, the whole idea was we need to get Shane out to the ring so then she could be verbally confronted by, um, the rowdy one who was way up in a skybox. Um, they bantered back and forth. Let's see here. 19 seconds. So it wasn't even 37 seconds. It was a 19-second match. Um, Wow. So I guess maybe it was more exciting than I thought it was because I thought it was 37 seconds. But, um, I mean, the little jab back and forth. You know, Shane is starting to come through the crowd being cut off by um, police officers, security guards, whatever they were. They weren't your normal event staff or just plain black t-shirt actually looked like they had badges on so maybe they were um mall enhanced you know cops or something um but eh, i mean you knew we were gonna have this match at SummerSlam, um and ronda proved nothing she's still not good on the mic she's not even okay she's still uh, just barely above bad and you know it I just it was just what it was. I gave it a D plus. Okay. Mister twenty four seven. Yeah, this was stupid. Like, why bother? To me, I could have went without any. Like, even like Rhonda started talking 
start talking other. I don't want to see that at all. I'm excited to see Ronda fight. I'm excited for them, I guess, but I don't want them to talk to each other. So you're going to give me a 13, what did you say, 19 second 19 match? 19 second match. Like, come on, like, and, and like, that sucks for her, man. That really sucks having to come out like that. So, yeah, I can't give it any for the break. I'll go, I'll go D, D, I guess. All right, trivia. Okay. Yeah, I think the best part of this whole thing was Ronda and Shane going back and forth on the mic. I mean, when uh, Nikki Cross came out to the ring, it was like, yeah, that's, that's it. This match is going to end quick. I rewatched it because I had mentioned something to Greg about um, – Shayna, Rhonda saying, well, I'll see you at, I thought she said Ford Field, but she didn't say Ford Field. She said, I'll see you in Motown, uh, in uh, Motor City, bitch. And then as, Rhonda, then as they put the camera back on Shayna, I'm reading her lips, and she said to the, one of the security guards, what's Motor City? Uh-huh. And it's like, well, okay. But yeah, I thought the match was dumb. I gave it an A. No, I mean, I gave it a D minus. Okay. After that, yeah. we then went to the um, an episode of Miz TV where the A-lister had his scheduled guest, Becky Lynch. Um, Mr. 24-7? Um, I liked it. I, I liked Obviously, I like to, you know, have Becky come out. I need her to come out. I need the point. So I'm happy to see Becky. And I thought she, you know, she was good with everything she I mean, just from everything she said, how she said it to, you know, going crazy and throwing everything out the ring. You know, I don't know. I can't admit TV. Really cannot. But you got someone like a guest. When there's a good guest on, it could be decent. And this was uh, when Trish, when Trish and uh, those came out, I'm like, all right, because obviously that's what we're getting. Um, it was one thing that she said, so no, I won't let you. I think thought about we started, or she said we both beat you and. I like that because, you know, that's like, whatever, like, we, we're, we don't need them. So, I'm, I'm, I'm in, to me, to me, they'll make Becky's win. If she wins, which I think. So, I was okay with it all, with the whole math thing. I hope they lose it here. It's crazy. Um, I don't know. It was, uh, it was okay. I gave it a, it was just, it was alright. Okay. Trivia. I, I enjoyed this segment of Miss TV. There was a side of Becky Lynch that uh, I haven't seen in a while. And, you know, she was all up in Miz's face and everything else. And and then when Trish and um, Zoe came out, and you know, Trish is throwing these stipulations at her if she wants one more match. You know, you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to do this, and. You know, the first two she really didn't hesitate on, but the one about the tattoo she was kind of hesitating on. And that's when I said, well, 
Trish is going to, I mean, uh, Becky's going to end up winning this whole thing. So I, um, I, th- I thought it was a, a, a good segment of Miss TV. I gave it a B plus. Wow. Very, very, very generous. Um, it was okay. Um, once again, first thought, Becky's coming down. Why she decided to wear her pajamas to the ring. Um, don't know. Don't get it. Um, then when, you know, she put her arm up, I'm like, dude, somebody get this chick a cheeseburger. Cause you saw her ribs and, and it, it does make me a little nervous. Not that I think she's sick, but you know, it, it's, it's a lot easier to do a lot of the bumps and bruises and things you do. If you have a little bit of muscle or meat on you, um, exactly. and you know, I don't know. I, I, it's, it just, she just, it just looks weird to me. But she's still great on the mic. Um, I liked how I loved how the Miz was ducking from her under the rope to you know kind of stay away from her. You know, did it a couple times, and she started tossing the chairs. I know your show. I know you have guests you're going to bring down, and that's you brought them down. But the one thing I I I, I thought that maybe this this face mask thing that Trish was doing was just for shits and giggles. But when, if you saw, if you re- remember looking at the close-up of her on her derriere outside, her nose was all black and blue right here. So I don't know if that was a good makeup job done, but no, nah, looks like she probably busted up her nose. Um, so, I mean, I don't know how long it really takes for a, a face to heal. I'm hoping it's two weeks because that's SummerSlam when the two of them would go at it. Um, but yeah, having to you know get on her, you know, get on her knees and everything. Like you said, everything you said was done, done. And uh, yeah, it was it was a decent. It was decent. I wouldn't have gone anywhere close to a B plus. I actually went to a C plus. After that, we then had a singles matchup where it was Shinsuke Nakamura going up against Bronson Reed. Ooh, excuse me, Chibi, you're up. I, um, I enjoyed this match. I really thought that it was, uh, it was a good match. I mean, both it, it went back and forth quite a few times. Nakamura is, um, I mean, he was... He was really getting in some good shots on Bronson Reed, and Reed was just, you know, he was selling them pretty good. And as the match was going on, then, you know, it got kind of like close to the end of the match, and Tommaso Ciampa came out and, you know, caused a disqualification, and then him and Shinsuke kind of had a few words in the middle of the ring, and then Nakamura just gave this kick, and down he went, and I really think this. I really think that's the start of uh, Shinsuke's heel turn, and um, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see. You know, WWE is going to is still going to go with um, Nakamura against Bronson Reed, or if they're going to have something now with Nakamura and Ciampa. I think that'd be. I think they'd both be pretty pretty good matches, but I gave it a B minus. Okay. Mr. 
Yeah, I wasn't really into it too much. Um, I like I like since getting I do like that. So hopefully, hopefully he stays that way and then good because I feel like he. I would see it, and I wouldn't mind the chomp. That would be all right. Um, the match was good. I don't have a problem with what it was. It wasn't great. No. Or um, a lot of counters and all stuff. But, you know, it was a. It was, I, I, you know, I hate it. Me, it just sucks. Um, that would be, um, I'll go see, but okay, but it wasn't. Yeah, uh, I think this definitely was a more, uh, more highly competitive match than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be another Bronson Reed squash match. That's, it seems like what WWE has been doing with him. Little disappointed with the, um, Tommaso Ciampa interference, but, yeah, I think, you know, especially when later in the show, there was a quick interview with, um, I was going to say Jonathan Coachman. Wow, listen to me. Byron Saxton and Nakamura basically just, you know, told him, leave him alone. Uh, I don't like, you know, I don't want to talk about it, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, kind of stormed off. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I kind of like Nakamura better as a heel um, as well uh, instead of a face. And uh, I don't, I, I don't know. Is the Tommaso Ciampa Miz thing over? Or is Tommaso going to get into a feud with Bronson Reed, or is Nakamura going to have big Bronson Reed babies with Miz as a stepfather and Tommaso Ciampa as the uncle? I don't know where they're going with the with with all of this. Um, so we'll just have to sit back and wait. But, I mean, I, I like the match. I actually gave it a B-. minus. Okay. And then um, there was a little segment where Byron Saxton was interviewing Seth Rollins, um, who then got interrupted by Finn Balor. Did either one of you guys grade this at all? or? Yeah, I did. Oh, Okay. So I know I know it's kind of out of order, but I just real I just you know had it jotted down. So um, I guess trivia. If you want to talk about it, you're up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was always good to hear Seth. You know, whether he's in the ring doing a promo or he's sitting down talking to somebody. Um, you know, he's basically you know talking about his match with Finn Balor, and then Finn comes out and you know. Turns the chair around, gets face to face with Seth. I thought it was, I thought it was really good. And then he got up and left, like it was, you know, like it was nothing was going to happen. And then he came in and attacked him again. So now they made the match for SummerSlam. So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing this match at SummerSlam. But overall, I gave it a B. Okay. Even though it wasn't that long, I thought it was good. Uh, you know, sometimes short and sweet is better than long and boring. And that's exactly what we got here. Uh, once again, just like you said, you know, it's kind of like uh, that movie poster of Godzilla vs. Kong where they were just face-to-face, and that's how they were. I, I mean, they could have probably touched tips of their tongues together. They were almost that close enough. Um, and enough, just enough was said. 
You know, they didn't go in too long. Didn't you know? And I, I'm I'm wondering if they did this backstage because maybe somewhere in the show they went a little long and didn't want to bring Seth Rollins out to the audience for a long delayed singing thing. Um, so I, I'm, I'm thinking maybe that could have been it, but yeah, for what we got, it was good. You know, you know, when, as soon as, you know, Finn Balor stood up and Seth Rollins stood up and Finn Balor pushed the chair to the side, I'm like, okay, here we go. He's going to hit him. And then he didn't, he walked away. Um, then says like, is that, are we done? Are we okay? Are we done? Starting to take off his mic and then, you know, gets jumped on. So I, I liked it. I gave it a B plus. Mr. 24-7? Yeah, it was... You know, I think you're right about what... I think that's why they had it. came out. I mean, that would have... Or 10 minutes. Just nothing. So that's why. And I was... I was you know, how close Finn... What came out, and he took the chair, he kicked out fire and sits down their face. Like that, 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 that was, you know, just something good to the, I liked it all. I could have went without one of the I think it would have better if that's been saying that and then saying, and that's it, and leaving it there, but crazy to me, so I didn't, I'm not afraid because of it, I, I, I this way, I, I want to see the match more, yeah. I'm cool with it, I, I, I want to see be. Okay, after that, we then went to the main event of the evening, as it was for the undisputed tag team titles. As it was Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens defending against um, Dominic and Damian Priest of the Judgment Day. Um, I get to lead us off with this, and this this was, you know, uh, it was a very good match. Um, I don't know if Damian Priest looks as intimidating with the man bun that he was wearing. I think he looks more intimidating with his hair down, but, you know, that that's one man's opinion. It was an extra match back and forth. Um, you know, I mean, I, I got to, honestly, I got to give kudos to Dom. He, you know, he's getting better at selling, better at delivering, just overall better in the ring. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, once again, the, the guy never spent a day, well, as of Monday, he'd never spent a day in NXT. And, you know, to, to kind of learn on the job, it's not the easiest thing to do. And I think he's doing it very, very, very well. Um, Rhea Ripley's antics, you know, ringside, the emotions, the jumping up on the ring apron and disappointment. She's definitely come way, way, way out of her shell. She was more quiet, even when she was still, you know, delivering rip ties left and right just out of NXT. She still just didn't feel like she fit in. So I think this Judgment Day thing for her has been great. And then, I mean, trying to I, – I, I think they've got to try to find a way to split up these tag titles and get 
you know, the, the SmackDown titles back to SmackDown because the division is just getting, you know, the it's I don't know, it's just it's starting to lose its its way. Um I mean, how often do we get this was the first tag team title defense, what, since WrestleMania? I don't know. But it was overall it was a really it was a good match. Could have been better, could have been worse. Um I, I gave it a straight up B. Mr. Twenty Four Seven. Um, I thought uh, I thought it was good. For a main event overall, we got to see, uh, we got to see, oh, we got to see a little bit of everything. I like. Um, I gotta agree with you. Just these gangs, just get it for everything fast and. I was like, I was thinking about it earlier today. You know, I hope I'm not, you know, thinking myself earlier. Don't get excited, you know. I, I guess kind of deserve. So, I thought he did great here. Oh, and uh, I like Preet. They're really letting Preet a lot of everything he's doing. I'm I always love to see KO. You know, it was all good. Good together, I think. Um, you know, the booze that Dom got, that um, he put on the, the, the whooping it. Might have been Dom. There was this one where somebody was very whooped and he stayed in it. So I like how everyone did here. I went, look, give us the old 20 percent Right. Solid match. Mr. Trigger. I thought this was an awesome match. I mean, it was a, a nice way to close out the show. I was glad that Seth came in and got rid of Finn Balor. I mean, Seth flew into that ring. I don't even think he touched the ropes when he went, when he went underneath. But um, I enjoyed the match. Was really good. I mean, you know, it's nice to see not only Judgment Day lose again, but Dominic take the pin. And um, I just thought, that, you know, I see Kevin and Sammy, you know, being tag team champs again for a long time. And I agree with Greg. I think they need to split up the titles and, you know, just go from there and see what they're going to do for for tag teams and tag team title matches in the future. I gave it an A minus. Oh. Okay, so Trip, overall, what did you think of Raw? Overall, B plus, high B plus, a high B plus. Yeah, I went, I went. I'll say a high B, um, like right around that yeah. eighty-seven mark. Some consider that a B, some consider it a B plus. So I'd go right around you know, on a number scale. I'd say right around eighty-seven. All right. Oh, that's solid. All right. All right. Well, that was our Monday Night Raw recap. For July 17th. And right now we're going to go to our favorite segment of the show. It's Nuggies News. So, Greg, take it away. All right. Some quick news on some on some injury front. Um, uh, for those of you who don't know, Bailey um, twisted her knee during a fatal four-way match this Sunday at a super show. Uh, the match was Asuka against Charlotte against Bianca against Bailey. Um, 
So, I mean, I was breaking even on this match unless Bailey won, which we knew she wouldn't. And, uh, yeah, she, she twisted her knee. Ref came up, gave the X to, to help her backstage. Um, they don't know how – right now they don't know how bad the injury is. Um, she posted a, a photo on Twitter of her with a big bag of ice over her right knee. But she was seen leaving the arena limping, not on crutches, not being wheeled out or anything. So she left under her own power. They're waiting to do more tests and further evaluation once the swelling has subsided. They're hoping that she's still able to perform um, in one way, shape, or form at SummerSlam. Um, pretty deadly. Um, is pretty deadly. I, I Once again, I don't remember which ones the names are, um, but the blonde guy, I... Um, I think that's – I think he's pretty and the other one's the deadly. I think that's how it is. Um, well, he um, suffered a separated shoulder in their match on last Friday's SmackDown. Um, Severity of the injured once again. Same thing with Bailey. They got to let the swelling go down. Um, but he can be out for as little as two weeks or for as long as ten weeks. It is very unlikely that both of them – will be involved at SummerSlam as you never know if the other one's going to be around and Austin Theory's in a match, if he's going to get involved or not. And a little bit of AEW injury news, only because I'm very biased. Um, Daniel Bryan showed an x-ray of um, the results of his broken arm and he didn't just have, like, a fracture. He had a clean break in his forearm, and there's titanium rods and seven screws in there. Um, so hopefully you've, you're, you've learned your lesson, and you'll take your buyout of your AEW contract. You can come back home and, and be the one to a main event WrestleMania and take the title off Roman Reigns. Yes, 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 yes. Um but um, now we, I, I don't know if you guys agree or disagree, or you can agree to disagree with me. Um, I feel that anybody that gets into a real, into a feud with Roman Reigns kind of gets really, 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 really high and then afterwards starts to fall down a little bit. I think it happened to Sami Zayn, and that's why, you know, when he lost the Illumination Chamber, it's like, okay, you know, Montreal, I mean, how are you going to make him? Um, well, he lost anyways. And then you got the thing with Sami, with Kevin Owens, okay, and they overcame the Usos. And yeah, they're still cheered, but to me, it's not the same. So, is it a possibility? That after SummerSlam, when, I mean, spoiler alert, I think you pretty much know. Um, if you don't know, then hmm, um, when Roman Reigns somehow overcomes Jey Uso, do we see the possibility of the Usos slipping down a few notches in the tag team rankings? I think so. What do you guys think? 
Yeah, I think uh, I think they're gonna slow down uh, uh, a little bit too. I mean, even with uh, you know Jimmy on the shelf, and he's, you know I don't they, I don't know how long he's gonna be out, but I I do see him slipping down. Um, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to say that. I mean, there ain't there's not a whole lot to to go. You know, so I don't, I don't see it. I don't see that. To be honest, maybe a little. Maybe they won't. You know, you know, you know I, I don't really. Okay. All right. Um, want to send out congratulations um, to Alexa Bliss, or I'd say Alexa. Well, Lexi Cabrera, or known as Alexa Bliss, and Ryan Cabrera, as they had their gender reveal, and she is going to be having her own Little Miss Bliss. Um, it's been revealed they're going to be having a baby girl. Okay, thanks. Nothing else. All right. <laughs> I thought I thought somebody would have at least said, you know, congratulations, um, especially trivia. Disappointing me. Um, already talked about that. Who cares about that? Um, uh, I guess I'll give a little free plug. Um, just in case you haven't seen enough of Cody Rhodes and feel like, oh, we need to promote this guy some more because he's just not over enough with the fans. Um, on July 31st, Peacock will start streaming the documentary of, of Cody Rhodes. Um, it's American Nightmare Becoming Cody Rhodes. And the documentary, interesting enough, is being narrated by um, the Stars um, Wrestling Series Heels lead actor and Arrow star Stephen Amal, um, or Amel, I don't know exactly, but once again, it starts out on July 31st, I'm assuming it'll be on Peacock at 11 o'clock, right after Raw, I don't think they're going to go head-to-head with Raw, because nobody will watch it, um, but yeah, that starts, no idea how many series there are, but, um, and lastly, I pulled up an article with a projected SummerSlam card and all predictions of the card. I'm not going to give you their predictions. Um, I might throw it into, you know, on the side for our prediction show, but they've listed nine matches and then three things that will happen at SummerSlam. So just obviously some of them, we, a couple of them we know, but the rest we don't know, but we know. But tell me if this is a SummerSlam-worthy card. Obviously, um, the first one they list is Seth Rollins and Finn Balor, which we already know. Next one they list is Jey Uso against Roman Reigns. They have Drew McIntyre taking on Gunther. L.A. Knight taking on Austin Theory. 
Cody Rhodes taking on Brock Lesnar. Now they have Becky Lynch in a handicap match against Trish Stratus and Zoe Stark. Ricochet versus Logan Paul. Charlotte, well, Bianca versus Charlotte versus Asuka. And then Raquel versus Rhea Ripley. Is this a SummerSlam-worthy card? And what's missing? Well, I would say it's a SummerSlam-worthy card, even though you're missing the Tag Team Championship and the U.S. Championship. No, you're not. Oh, sorry. I, I missed that one. Sorry. I didn't say L.A. Knight versus Austin Theory. Oh, yeah. That's right. I forgot that. You're right. Oh, yeah. okay. L.A. Knight, Austin Theory. You're right. And you're missing the Tag Team Championship. They're missing a Tag Team Championship. I'm not. This is their their article. Oh, they are. Okay. That's not my prediction. I picked this story up. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a SummerSlam-worthy card. So the only thing you think they're missing is um, the tag team matches or just one of them? Uh, oh, I forgot to say Ronda and Shayna. Did I say Ronda and Shayna? Yeah. I missed that one, too. Sorry. I oh. went over that one. So that's ten matches. Okay. Yeah, I think, um, it's, I think it's SummerSlam worthy. DJ? Yeah, I think it is. So, I'll have to agree. I should like it. Yeah. But they're holding. I feel like do you, do you hear him breaking up, Trivers? Just me. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been happening. I just have that's breaking up for the past ten minutes. Are we breaking up on your end? Yeah. Yep. Oh, Mike, am I breaking up to you, or is it just DJ's audio? No, you're not breaking up. You're. I mean, I can hear what you're saying, but towards the end of what you're saying, it gets softer. Oh. Okay. Because I hear you perfectly. Loud and clear, just DJs, you know, getting muffled. Oh. Um, but the three other things, are just some side notes, they say that the Judgment Day implodes. They also say that EO Sky unsuccessfully cashes in. Oh. And Roman Reigns narrowly um, remains head of the table with help. So, um, that's Nuggies news for this week. Uh, Mr. Trivia, take it away, my friend. All righty, thank you. Um, CPW, Coliseum Pro Wrestling, Friday, August 4th at the West Haven Elks Club, 265 Main Street. Scheduled to appear as the CPW champion, No Mercy, Hunter Tarka. Kawhi Nai Noriega with Eldrick Cash. The Coliseum Pro Wrestling Tag Team Champions, Hustle and Muscle, will be on the card. Making his CPW debut that night will be Malik Delvante. The CPW Strong Will Champion, Nonstop Nutrius X, will be on the card. Another CPW debut will be the Iron Outlaw, John West. The NAW Tag Team Champions, 
First Class Johnny Santos and Sebastian Cage will be appearing, along with The Haven, Bobby Buffet, The Vetrano Brothers, and the CPW debut of, of the viral one, Mills Hendricks. <clears throat> now, a couple of new ones that I got today. Northeast Wrestling presents Big Bethany Bash this Saturday, July 22nd, 40 Peck Road in Bethany, Connecticut. Scheduled on the card is the good Dr. Landon Hale, Mr. Northeast Wrestling, Brian Anthony, Casey Navarro, the NEW Live Champion, Victorious BRG, the um, BST Championship, Lucas Chase versus Trayvon Jordan, which should be a good match because Trayvon Jordan is a wrestler, and Dan Math versus Wrecking Ball Ligurski. This one here is a long one, so we'll have to uh, try. I'll try and uh, get it in to understand it. Friday, August twenty fifth, at eight p.m. at the Nomads Quest Club at one hundred Bidwell Street in South Windsor, Connecticut. The Test of Strength Wrestling presents. Oh, no, wait, I'm sorry. Test of Strength and and Bell Time Club in association with Design Apparel presents Delituation, a cancer benefit for GMX Alex Rojas. There's a single showcase, Hammer Tunis versus Bobby Ocean. There's a triple threat tag team match with Lit Young versus Red Sawyer, versus a guy that Greg and I saw uh, quite a while back, Hippie Dickie Moon. There's a stepladder warfare match. Ryan Frost and TJ Howell III versus Cold Cash versus Jay Bricks and Richard Stone. Richard Stone sounds familiar. Hustle and Muscle versus the Stepdads. Battle of the Aces, Sammy Diaz versus Mike Skyros. The TOS Remarkable Wrestling Championship, Tag Team Championship, winner take all. Mark Alexander and Flash Waller versus Thesarian, Super Machine, and Kylon King. The Blood, Sweat, and Tears title match. Patrick Saint versus Lucas Chase. The Immortal Championship tag team match. Ty Shine, or no, title match, not tag team title, excuse me. Title match is Ty Shine versus Jarrett Holiday. The main event, the um, K1 champion and TOS champion, Ichiban versus Alec Price. Tickets, general admission, are $15 online, $25. No, no, excuse me. Tickets, general admission, $15. Online, $25. Uh, 25 door, front row is $20. Online, $30. What the? the I, you, wait, okay. Hold on. Hold no, on. Yeah, just, 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 oh, my God. Okay. There's a VIP package. 
$50. Includes a signed event poster, a front row seat, and a photo op with all the wrestlers. Kids 12 and under, get in free. Proceeds donated to the family of GM of the of uh, GM Alex Rojas. So you definitely want to check that out. And Wednesday, August twenty third. Well, what what what? Yeah, go ahead. Forget. I afterwards. No. What? Why'd you say Richard Stone sounds familiar? Because that's um. No, it's what's not. His name? That's not him? No, that's Robert Stone. Oh, Robert Stone. Okay, I'm sorry. I just wanted you to bad I didn't want you to badmouth the wrestler for no reason. Oh, that's okay, all. I'm sorry. Uh, Fight Life Wrestling, August twenty third, Milldale, Connecticut, at the Kinsman Brewing Company, four oh nine Canal Street in Milldale, Connecticut. There will be a special match, speedball Mike Bailey. Versus Flash Waller, their very first meeting. Look at uh, Flash says he's looking forward to that. And also scheduled on the card is Nasha Slamovich and Ichiban. That's August twenty third. Fight Life Wrestling in Milldale, Connecticut. And that's my indie report for this for this evening. Yeah, Flash has got like three or four titles now. I saw he put a picture on Instagram at the airport, and he had three yeah. title belts on his carry-on luggage. Yeah, I know. He's got quite a few. So, but yeah, I just, um, I'm just looking forward to, you know, seeing SummerSlam. We're a couple weeks away, two weeks as a matter of fact, I believe. Two weeks from this Saturday coming up. So, but yeah, I mean, one thing I wanted to mention is what did you guys think of the Dominic Mysterio match last night against Wesley? I mean, he is the new, um, North, um, NXT North American champion. North American champion. Put some respect I mean, on that boy's name. <laughs> do you guys see him be a champion for a while? Do you see him spending most of his time now on NXT? Or? Nah. Uh, uh, I feel like they're trying to make him a a whole bunch of uh, from Kerry, you know, just a little bit. Uh, I don't see him holding it for a whole time. No, we, I don't see it, him losing it. Well, he'll lose it at um, Great American Bash um, to Mustafa Ali. And that way, Mustafa yeah. Ali becomes a champion without ever having beaten Wesley, who lost right. only because Judgment Day interfered. All right. Yeah. I can definitely see that happening. But I actually thought it was a really good match. It was. With Dom and, it was. and Wesley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was. It was actually nice to see Dom get a title, even though it's, you know, NXT and his first singles title. But like Greg 
you said, you know, I, I, I see him losing it at Great American Bash and have his moment in the sun with the title, and that's that. So. Yep. But, yeah, I mean, you know, this uh, the slumber, yes, yeah, yeah, okay, better up. Slumber party? Huh? What do you say, slumber party? Slumber, slumber slam, yeah. The SummerSlam card is, I, I'm hoping it's going to be a good one. And it's just, I don't know, there's just some matches that I think are too predictable. At least I know one of them is too predictable. What? Shane and Ronda. Why? It's Ronda's last match in the WWE. So what does that mean? That means she's going to lose because she's not going to be around anymore. Okay, just like Johnny Gargano, who was in his last match, was going to lose. Nope, didn't happen. It, 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 it's You can't say for certain that Ronda's going to lose. Well, yeah, that's true. Now, if something comes out where it's an I quit W, you know, loser leaves WWE match, then yes. But yeah. no, I, I don't. I don't say that. I, I that one right now is probably. If you put a gun in my head right now, um, of the rumored ten matches, because there's only two matches that are official, um, and that's Cody and Brock and Seth and Finn. Nothing else is confirmed. But if you put a gun to my head, that would be the one match that I would be back and forth about the most. All the other matches, I'm like, yep, winner, yep, winner, yep, winner, yep, winner, yep, winner. I thought Roman and Jay was confirmed also. Nope, nope. We get, we get the rules of engagement this Friday on SmackDown. Yeah, it, they'll discuss the rules of engagement. What do you mean, what's it about? What's engagement? You don't know what rules of engagement are? Is it the rules of the match? Yes, they're engagement. So why do they say rules of the match? Because that's doesn't that sounds stupid. Oh, engagement yeah. when two are engaging yeah. in the match. Yeah. Like in a war, in a civil war, in a war, you're engaged in a battle. And there's rules. So they're gonna he's gonna lay out rules of the engagement. Oh, okay. I wonder if they're gonna go. What can they put on? I wonder how to do that. I don't know. I think it's gonna be a hell of a match. Yeah, I really do. And obviously, Roman Reigns, Jey Uso will be the main event because that's where Roman Reigns wrestles. When I arguably would say that Seth Rollins and Finn Balor could very easily be. A better match. But then every time I say that Roman Reigns pulls this incredibly great match out of his ass, but, you know. Yeah, put it this way. That's what I think is going to be an too. I think that's going to close out the show. Roman I mean, you know it. Kind of know Roman. I feel like it should be fan unless unless they have been so winning, which I personally don't think now. If he does, then I'm next. Yep. That yep. will figure out. But 
it ain't gonna happen. So, right. I, I think I think Roman and Jay is gonna close out the show, and Damian Priest is gonna cash in at the end of the show and become the new, you know, undisputed Universal WWE champion. Yeah. Let me ask you that, Frank. Do you think, even though let's just say out of the clear blue that happens? Do you think that Damian Priest and Roman Reigns in the pay-per-view were the main event? Well, I mean, obviously after Roman Reigns loses Jey Uso and he's got, you know, wins to beat Jey Uso after their 32-minute long battle, yeah, Damian Priest could beat the living shit out of Roman Reigns. Okay. That would be interesting to see, but I think, I think if anything... I'm not saying at SummerSlam it'll happen, but I think if anything, he'll cash in on Seth Rollins. Oh, yeah. 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 So, anyway. So, guys, got anything else to add tonight? No, not really. All righty. So, on behalf of the numbers to Greg and Mr. 24-7, yeah. this is the election. Yeah. Yeah. This, this, this is the illustrious Mr. Tribute for the Top Rope Report saying thank you all and we'll catch you later. Later, guys. Later.